Hello and welcome to another episode of Red Femme. I'm Hannah Borelli. And I'm Jen Isaacson. To explain, this podcast is called Red Femme because we are Reds, socialists and feminists. So... I think, yeah. Do you think people get that? I think so. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, just for those that didn't and just thought it was our favourite colour. <laughs> it's not my favourite colour at all. Oh, I like it. Red? Yeah. I already have a, like a big red-pink face. Well, <laughs> you not to wear, no. Not to wear, no. No. So, anyway, right. We're going to talk about something that Hannah experienced at the weekend when you kind of got kicked out of church. Please tell us about it, Hannah. So my friend JD, who I met at LGB Alliance Conference, um, told me about this church and he said, you know, the priest there knows I'm gender critical. It's all good. They're okay with gay people. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I'll go. I'll go check it out. And um, I've always, yeah, had an attachment to Christianity. I find it really interesting, wanted to learn more. So I went... Um, and it was, it's been good, been good so far. There has been a trans identified male at some of the services and didn't really mind. That was f- fine. Um, enjoyed them anyway. And on Saturday, this past Saturday, JD was there and he had just his LGB Alliance tote bag, um, which I think is he's worn many times said I've worn it to my baptism like people there apparently are very aware and we were just chatting kind of by the pews before this like singing service started by the way there's lots of gay people there lots of like people of color it's very like inclusive and lovely or whatever and we just saw the priest and this um trans identified male who who's in his 60s yeah at least maybe 70s yeah yeah quite an older older guy i we saw them talking um like kind of in at the side and like looking at us but i just thought they must be organizing something i don't know i don't know what i thought i just really thought that like yeah it wasn't really an issue the whole gender critical thing it didn't even cross my mind that it ever would be to be honest um and then and then she goes the priest oh we just need some help moving some chairs and i said oh yeah no problem and and jd and i went and we're moving chairs and then this and then this was to move you away so the people couldn't hear that's what i assume yeah and so we were yeah in the middle of moving these chairs and the man comes up the trans identified male comes up and like pokes the bag really aggressively <clears throat> very much in jd's like physical space and was like do you support lgb alliance and jd was like yeah yeah went to their conference whatever and he was like oh it's just well that you know i'm a trans person and i find that very exclusionary and jd was like oh well you know i went to their conference i support them the priests aware i what is the problem and then i don't know he just like started escalating he says i really fear for young trans people right now i'm an old trans i've been out for a very long time and i'm really worried and jd bless him he's so not confrontational or anything and he was just like oh well i think trans women are trans women i support you i'm just here at the service i've never had any problem with you and then like the the trans identified male like initiated a hug Mm. it was super awkward and then hugged me 
No. Like, yeah. You yeah. didn't tell me that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, my God. And I, like, a couple different times tried to interject in this, but it was just like I wasn't in the conversation. I was, like, completely ignored. Well, men often do that thing where they just speak to each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, like, not... I was not even there. And, like, JD tried a couple of times to get me involved and I would just start So he touched you but didn't speak to you. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, anyway, the the priest came over and was like, oh, well, there's young trans people. She was really, like... She was shaking. She was, like, really upset and was like, oh, like... Well, this can cause harm and hurt. And, like, she kept saying, also, it's a political slogan. And we were like, well, it's not, though. Like, it's a name of a charity. And then she said, oh, you know, we have conservative people here. We have all kinds of people here. We don't bring that into the church. We don't try to cause harm to people. And it was just like, this is like a charity for gay rights. I'm sure if someone had a a charity that had anti-abortion views, even this wouldn't be a problem. No, and it shouldn't be if the church is for everyone. Yes. Yeah. But I'm sure that that guy has brought trans rights material. I mean, he can have a canvas bag that says what he likes. Yeah, exactly. No, it was super bizarre. It, I was going to say something that happened next. Oh, yeah, and then she goes like, oh, it's exclusive. And then JD said, well, same-sex attraction is exclusive. The priest says it's yeah. exclusive, yeah. and that's what JD said. Yeah, and at that point she was just like, well, I'm going to ask you not to wear it and don't bring it into the church. And and he said, well, what you're doing could be illegal. And then she just said, well, you have a choice and looked kind of at the door. And there was like this pregnant pause and we just like left. So, and JD like has a key to that church. He does the newsletter, right? He helps with the newsletter. Like, he's very much part of that community. And you're the he's youngest the, congregants. The youngest congregants by a mile. Yeah. Okay. And he, like, serves on the on the altar team. He does everything. He does all of that. So it was uh, incredible. I mean, you know, you hear about these things, but I, what really got me was just how ignored I was kind of as a woman in that conversation. It was just, like, what I had to say was not important at all. was not important at all. I couldn't believe it. It's just like the Church of England in particular is such a broad church in so many different ways. Like, theologically, it has charismatic, evangelical, Pentecostal, you know, like skinny jeans and rock music kind of Christians. And it also has like Anglo-Catholics. It has the whole gamut, right? And it also has the whole gamut of political beliefs. Like, the reason that they don't have same-sex marriage apparently is because of the Church of England in Africa and they're worried about losing that but they have yeah had women priests for years I think 30 years now I mean half the Anglican priests and vicars I ever meet are atheists I don't know about that Uh, the ones I've met are so all I'm saying is I really feel like it's become a charity model Mm. and as with the institutional capture that transgenderism has managed. Yeah. It's just another institution that's been captured. Good luck capturing the Orthodox Jews, Catholics, and Muslims. Because they're not just institutions. They really believe yeah. in the books yeah, yeah. and the values and so on. And I feel like... That's my perspective anyway. Yeah. I think what happened was that they started this inclusive church network which was originally, like, a nice thing. It was to say, oh, this is a church for gay people. Um, but 
what it's turned. Apparently, we were speaking to Father Lorenzo, who um, is a gender critical gay man and a priest, and he was just saying it was just all about, you know, anti homophobia or whatever. And then over lockdown, they snuck in the TQ. And uh, they were like, well, we'll expel you from the network unless you denounce your gender critical views. And he said, well, that's fine. I don't want to be involved anymore. But it's just, it's also hilarious to me because straight people think that the LGBT is one block of people. And of yeah. course, because they think that they're going to m- more likely listen to the men involved. And so then you have these vicious gay men, some of whom are very vicious trans activists. And then you have these other kinds of men. There's, there are some men. There are some vicious lesbians as well, but they have less clout usually less clout, than yeah. the gay men. And then I think the B is pretty not present. No, as far no. as I'm aware, yeah. <laughs> um, there's questions over whether that should be there, but I mean, actually, it is. the B is I think it's like heterosexual partner, bisexual women who are the worst around queer politics, right? As yeah. well, actually, yeah. And then obviously the T. I feel like from what I've seen, having looked this guy up on Twitter, is that he roves around. Yes. This is the Tim. He roves around the churches, essentially policing them. And being really paternalistic in that way. So he feels like he has oversight Mm -hmm. and that as an older man, he has authority to to do that. And he's this roving policeman, basically. And when he saw that bag, he saw a crack in his authority. Yes. yeah. And he wanted to stamp it out. This is just classic male behavior. It's, It's not just that it's male dominance, it's institutional male dominance. Like this guy himself is a pastor or retired pastor or something. And that he just roves around the churches in London and probably outside London, making sure that, you know, it, that they've signed up to this inclusive church network and that anybody who might undermine the idea that LGBT, that there aren't very different interests there and that there, there's obviously a conflict, he just wants you out. Yeah. And that was what he did. He came over, he had a go at Jack, and then he goes back to, uh, to start wielding the priest at you both. Yeah, no, it was incredible. And it's this idea of Christian love, like, oh, we don't want to create hurt or pain or whatever. Um, it's like, what's exactly hurtful about anti-homophobia? And I think the whole idea of it, of it is you're supposed to rise above political differences and then you have unity in the body of Christ. But you were doing that. You I was doing that. You weren't completely. like, excuse me, that bloke's in a dress. I think he's an autogynophile. I think he's a fetishist. Yeah. This is putting me off my God worship. He should get out. You didn't say that. No. It was completely the other way around. Yeah, no, I I didn't have really have a problem with him there at all. I mean, even if I did, even if I was like, well, that's offensive. I don't understand what's going on there. I tried not to make a big deal out of it. Well, like, pe- well people are meant to be able to ha- access... Yeah, I, I always understood that you're anyone is yes. really welcome at church. You're meant to have access to them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, completely. Um, and that the door is the door to Christ is meant to be open or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm riffing here about something I don't know much about, but that's my understanding. And that it's, um, you know, especially Church of England is friendly, and they really are. are you know, they've experienced diminishing numbers. Yes, as you said, you're the youngest congruence by a mile. I don't know why they'd want to be chasing young people away when actually everyone can just be told, oh, look, you don't get to dictate what other people wear. Yeah, I didn't try to tell him he can't wear a dress. I find it offensive, even if I did. Yeah. Or if someone walks in with an abortion rights bag, it's like, well, 
they get to be here just like everybody else. Yeah, anti-abortion rights. It's yeah. it's so strange. I mean, it's one thing to have a conversation about it, but another to kind of intimate that you have to leave or hide the bag is just crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was it was made clear in that very like British way that like you've done the wrong thing. Mm. Um, don't wear it again, certainly. And then the funny look at the door, we were just like, well, what are we going to do? Stay through the rest of this. We've been made so unwelcome and oh, so yeah. Just saying to anybody, you have a choice. And then looking at the exit, it's like, oh, okay. So I can leave. So I should, the, one of my options is to leave. Okay, yeah. thanks. I mean, what a way to make someone feel unwelcome. And yeah, I'm surprised. I was really surprised when you told me about it. And I'm very sorry that it has happened. And I hope that you manage to find a kind of decent new church where these things don't happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that the priest there wants some dialogue with me and I don't mind that and I'm open yeah, to that, that's, but that's, that's, good. that's good and whatever. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. I honestly think if I went to a traditional Anglo-Catholic church, no one would well, say boo to ghosts. Well, this is the thing mosques don't turn away gay people they might say according to islam being gay is your test and you shouldn't act on it yeah. but they wouldn't be like no no, no sorry you've got to leave no. and i know that because wahhabis like yeah. ali dawa that's their perspective yeah you know you don't get more orthodox muslim than like salafis yeah the salafi well i feel like the salafi thing is anyway a new rebranding for wahhabi but but um, I mean, they're the ones that are very literal. People also say, oh, they're extreme. They're fundamentalists. They're fundamentalists, right. Yeah, I yeah. think I'd describe them as fundamentalists. So they're more gay-friendly now than these so-called liberal, inclusive institutions. That's the insidiousness of oh, this like, term, well, I mean, inclusive. Pope Francis, Pope Francis, the head of the Roman Catholic yeah. Church. So he said, who am I to judge? judge? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was really upset a lot of Roman Catholics, to be fair. But that is the... The thing about Roman Catholicism is that they have, like, so many... Their sexual politics are so strict that you're kind of... Straight people are often breaking them. Right, yes. So it's like, if you're using contraception, if you're having sex for more than just having children, if you're in their priesthood in any way and having any kind of sexual anything, if you're masturbating... So it's kind of like the bar is so high yeah. that there's almost no bar. Well, it's the same in, kind of, in Islam with zina. It's like, don't have sex outside marriage. Also, don't have sex with the same sex. It's in the same kind of category. Yeah, I don't know if it's exact. I mean, but they don't have a prohibition on masturbation, do they? I believe so. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I've had a few Muslim friends that don't do that. Mm. And I think that's the reason why. Right. I have to ask now. <laughs> I yeah. have to check with them. And they, and they don't have a... I know they don't have a prohibition on contraception. Yeah. In such a strong way as the Catholics no, do. No, they don't. No. So, yeah. So I feel like in... in a traditional Catholic church rather than, than this kind of liberal Anglo-Catholic church that there are so many people are breaking the sexual politics. It's like, who cares? Well, this is the thing that it just reestablishes actually how things have been for so long, which is these straight men, overwhelmingly straight men, come in through these inclusive networks. The inclusive church network, I've looked at it, the symbol is a big multicolored tree, Yeah, you know, uh, it's shedding the leaves of the gay rights flag, I think is the idea. They come in through that door, sort of this kind of back doorway, to then push out 
actual gay people. Yeah. And it just reestablishes a cycle again of, or this hierarchy of the oversight of heterosexual men and the male sexuality dominating again, and then women below them kind of doing the bidding. It just reestablishes, quote unquote, patriarchy in a new form. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the inclusive thing about the inclusive church network is probably like it was it was started with good intentions. Like yeah. if there's a gay family with a kid and they were like, oh, we want to go to a church that is not going to give us glances. And then they do a Google and think, oh, this is great. I can go. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was the intention behind it from talking to uh, Father, Father Lorenzo. He was just like, but they snuck in the, the TQ plus over lockdown. And as soon as you do that. Yeah. The whole thing's fucked. Exactly. So... I'll keep you updated on that. And uh, you've tweeted about it now. If anyone I've about it wants now. to have a look at, yeah. it's the same as what you said here, really. But Hannah's rundown of what happened. Yeah, it was a really bizarre event. I don't know why they couldn't just let it go. But I also think that yeah, I it's, think this guy goes around. It's just so unfortunate. But no, that is always what it is. Is that even if you kind of tolerate them, you're like, well, I don't really appreciate your presence here and what I think you is a dress you're probably getting off on wearing. And it's a lie, like, thou shalt not lie. Yeah, exactly. Like, how are you going to... Well, that's what I said earlier when you were talking to JD, was that, I mean, this is from an outsider's perspective, but if your, pers- if your claim is that you have the truth, right? Yes. The theological truth, and you're asking people to defy what their eyes see yes. and uh, pretend that a man is, in fact, a woman... You start chipping away at the kind of order of things and being able to distinguish between truth and lies and then being able to distinguish between evil and good. And it all just crumbles. Like, think about who the most important woman woman is in Christianity, which is Mary, Mary, the Virgin Mary, who was, you know, in that position, like what, like Bora, the only begotten son of God, because she is a woman. Mm. Like, do you think that that could that could have happened with someone oh, with a cock and balls. Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, this is the most important person, <sighs> important woman in Christianity. Well, but this is why I start to think that some Christians, and I, I don't mean you and I don't mean lots of people that you know, really are Christian, they believe in God, particularly Catholics seem quite serious to me. But it's like those discussions. I'm sure... That guy who you know shoved his finger at that bag, he knows meaning when he sees it. He knows what LGBA means. He knows that it's about exposing, in a sense, people like him and their claims and their ability to um you know kick you out. He does know what's going on actually. Yeah, he does. Um he's like tweeted about gender critical, this, that. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's fully uh, up to speed. He, I'm sure he would love to entertain a conversation about maybe Jesus was non-binary. Maybe right. Jesus was actually a trans man. How interesting. It's like, okay, well, why don't you just burn the Bible afterwards then as well, mate? Like, if we're all going to get rid yeah, of meaning, well, then right. we have nothing anymore. And I can't even ask a question about Christianity symbolic, and get a real answer. Or even symbolic meaning, if you're, like, going under the impression that religion is like a collection of symbols that we can talk about the transcendent, the divine, the difficult to encapsulate in language in symbolic ways. Um, you're even getting rid of the symbolic meaning yeah. of things. Like you're giving, getting rid of this idea. Or fair interpretation. Of women as um, giver of life, for example, which of yeah. course is very symbolically rich in many religions, yeah. um, in Christianity included. You're just getting rid of all, all meaning. 
even symbolic meaning. Well, it's what? not true that you get to go, this is the meaning now. No. Yeah. Well, in the end, you. Well, that's why they like it, is because they're like, well, I'm going to undo meaning and I'm going to remake it in my way. Yeah. And it's exactly that thing again of men are the makers of meaning, women yeah. are the bearers of meaning. It's like in Islam, that beautiful saying they have, um, heaven lies under your mother's feet, i.e. be good to your mother. If someone was to pop up and go, or oh, dads, it would just be like, okay, yeah, or oh, dads, let's just change everything so it could be any other which way. Yeah. And in the end, you have nothing, especially when you're making claims like, I know who God is and yeah. I know that he made the world and I believe X, Y and Z about Jesus. These are quite... Well, that he came back from the dead, that he was resurrected. Yeah. It's a huge... To claim. believe in that. Yeah. It's quite a... I don't Even say symbolically. I don't... It's not a lofty claim. It's like, it's quite like, it's a claim with a lot of gravity. Yes. And to then go, oh, but actually we think men can become women through just a declaration. Yeah. Or this kind of thing. It's like, well... <laughs> through making of the self. And like in Christianity, you're supposed to put the self aside. Right. You're supposed to, you know... um put Christ before before yourself but also it's about the kind of emoliation of the of the ego you know um getting rid of kind of how your ego stands in front of you and God and community and other things so it's this idea that the self can be re, can be regenerative regenerative can right. be creative can be so it's like the opposite of anything it's the opposite of individualistic I create who I am neoliberal bullshit of today well what i said is in line with that but yes christianity is the opposite yeah. of that yeah. yeah no but it is it is yeah it's a real um transformative process right and it's in correspondence I mean, with other things and when we talk about the crucifixion that's kind of the big claim of christianity that's why christians put so much emphasis on the crucifixion as opposed to islam for example it's like you actually even can't correct your own behavior you can't get rid of sin yourself you can't get re repentance of, with yourself. You need Christ to have, have died for your sins in order to be reconciled to God. So you can do very little for yourself yeah. in Christianity. Other religions, um, I, I, from my understanding of Islam, have a bit more of a works, not faith situation going. Christianity, yeah. it is by faith in Christ. It is like this out, out external thing. Um, and then you could say, oh, well, Christ lives in us and you become part of Christ's body and all that stuff. Mm. But it is through the crucifixion. It's not done by a will of the ego. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not done by selecting your latest identity and putting on a piece item of clothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all just, it's so um, below. It's so unserious. That's it. Yeah. It's so unserious. Anyway, I thank you very much for explaining what happened yeah. And I am really sorry. And I hope that there is some kind of mediation or talk, at least with the priest, um, because I actually think it would be really good if she could understand your perspective. Because I think that yours and JD's is the only perspective she doesn't get. Well, I just don't think, I think many people haven't heard the arguments. Right. And many straight people just think LGBTQ+, LGBTQ+, LGBTQ+. And they don't give it a second thought. No, they don't. No. Um, they don't give it any second thought at all that they're, that they're like the, this block of people that's been force teamed together. Mm. There's like actually very little in common. LGB was about marriage rights and employment rights and housing rights and that sort of thing that did put gay men and lesbians in common and some bisexuals and homosexual relationships. T completely different, completely different beast. Well, 
I remember when it was only LGB in NUS. This is in sort of 2007. And it was argued that the T should be added. And it was gay men, actually, that were against it. And I just remember thinking, well, I guess society will view a lot of them as gay. But I had to justify it to myself yes, through, that's what I thought well, well, it'll be viewed as a sexuality, even though it's not probably like that's what i thought i didn't realize that most of them were doing it to sort of certainly women to be straight quote unquote yes right yeah, with yeah. other women but supposedly a man because i just didn't or think about man. it yeah or pretend to be gay men yeah yeah and uh well no but i just i just thought well they're probably a lot of them are seen as gay and they get treated accordingly so that i makes remember sense. thinking like oh yeah a lot of gay people also wear clothes of the opposite sex so right. i guess that's kind of similar yeah that's i that's what i thought I just thought there were like something like drag queens who like to be. And if you think at the time I was the LGBT officer, and that was how much thought I gave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine your average straight person. Well, if you don't understand, like, I'm sorry, but if you don't understand autogynophilia, like homosexual, transsexuals, I think you can arrive there logically and be like, oh, there are men who want to be attractive to other men. Femininity is attractive to these men. They want to be feminine. It's kind of part of a sexual identity. Mm. Kind of, you can get there logically and see it but if you don't know about autogynophilia yeah and you don't know that these are just straight guys you can't you can't arrive there yeah Yeah. okay all right well i hope the situation gets resolved yeah me too we'll see what happens all right bye-bye tune in for the next episode tune in then bye